Welcome back, everybody. We are sitting on episode 32. Totally different location. Um, we are doing a first here in the weeds and has switched up our model. We're in December of 2020. For those who are going to watch this for sure down the road when they look back at this year. Um, but we're sitting with our good friend, Artem, who is actually the fourth or fifth person ever to come on our podcast in early 2019. And uh, before I give you all the thanks and everything for letting us use this venue space, I want to give a little backlog and kind of preface what we're doing now within the weeds for the next few episodes into the new year. Um, we're sitting down with business owners, entrepreneurs, um, like always, you know, and, and where we typically talk about in the weeds of their career or path to success. Um, we're in a whole different type of in the weeds in any business owner's um, journey right now. So we uh, we're bringing our show to venues, um, to businesses and companies like our Thames to talk about everything um, in 2020, where we currently stand since the shutdown happened, how things look moving forward. And this is our very first because our Tim is a really great friend of mine. So I do have the luxury of speaking you th to you through most of all the 2020 shutdowns and, and protests and everything, even uh, having the history of being inside your gym when we were boarding up and protests were in the streets of downtown. But something really unique as I walked up here is I was actually in here when you were still in construction on this location. So there's deep-seated roots, and I think it's really, um, it was a given to do the one of these first episodes here, and you actually were someone who suggested it, but it's also more meaningful because I've seen most of the journey um, from when this place was. Yeah, we took a picture in this ring. Remember? Yeah, yeah, concrete. Yeah. And then as I was walking up too, and, I, and I, I was talking to somebody the other day about the boxing club's history, and, and I always use like your story as an example in 2020 of, of everything you've gone through as a, a gym and in the fitness space. But I said, man, I know September was your next anniversary this year. And, and I was reminiscing on sitting inside the gym on first anniversary here with a live professional Muay Thai uh, show because there's Muay Thai in the roots of the boxing club. And now this year, I'm sure you just probably turned the page on the anniversary like everybody did in 2020. Um, so I want to go as far back to, I think people would really enjoy hearing about when this place was just first built out because, um, we'll have some camera footage in, in the space. It's one of the most beautiful gyms I've ever been in. Um, Thank you, man. yeah. And it, and it offers, I mean, I was like a little kid waiting for the candy shop to open when it, when it was opening, uh, back two years ago. Um, because you offer everything, you know, you have the gym, you have elite coaches, you have free weights, you have yoga, you have everything. So it's a real fitness enthusiast um, playground. So it's empty right now. And I think that's a good starting point is it's been empty. And I know this isn't the first time it's been empty and it's not by your nope. choice. Yeah. It's not by your choice. So <clears throat> I know there's a lot of biz business owners, but there's a lot of gym owners out there who are in a similar space as you. So I think there's going to be a lot of connection to this podcast as far as what you've gone through and what you're going to be going through or what your stance is moving forward. But I, I, I think the, the best way to start is back in March because I talked to you um, when, the, when the shutdown first happened and you guys fit the gym industry was a little bit um, you had a little bit of leeway until they, it really came crashing down on fitness, um, yeah. bars, restaurants and all that. It was kind mm -hmm. of a, a snowball effect. So I guess put everybody into scale on all your locations when that first news came in that we're, we have to close down. B 
Before that. Beautiful. Before that. Mm -hmm. Do you remember when we sat down beginning of the year mm -hmm. and here at the boxing club and we talked about how weird the year was starting out? Mm -hmm. I think that's I think that's that was like the 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 prequel to what 2020 had in store for us. Yeah. We sat down and we said here at the Wi-Fi bar yeah. uh, in the lounge and we we're like, dude, this year is starting out weird. It's starting out slow. It feels like New Year's resolutions were missed. Mm -hmm. There seems to be no momentum, like in February, I think, right? We, we talked. And I remember now because we were planning the event together. We had industry yeah. boxing. Yeah. So I was in here a lot. So I'd be out at your lobby, partially yeah. using as an office. Mm -hmm. And then we got to talking and we said, man, it just hasn't been that, you know, that little honeymoon phase and everybody excited. And, and I think I was picking your brain because I'm like, are you feeling it? Because gyms usually kill for that. Yeah. First of the year, everybody's got their fitness goals and signed up for the memberships and are health conscious. It was flat. And it was flat, yeah. And not saying we saw this thing coming, but we were like, it was a weird energy It was a weird feeling about yeah. everything, right? About the fights, right? The, mm -hmm. the Us putting together the fight event that wasn't moving the way we wanted. The gym was busy, but, it, you know, we had some crazy projections for 2020, as I'm sure a lot of other people, right? It mm -hmm. seems to be the pattern, the story with everybody. Mm -hmm. Like 2020, we're going to crush record sales, record this, record that. And it seems like it started out like really slow. Definitely did. And we were sitting and bitching that we're like, dude, this sucks. Like, you know, it's got to get better. And then we were talking, I remember I called you after that, we followed up and we we're like, yeah, March is going to be awesome. Oh yeah. You know, I, ha I, I have a feeling like the momentum is there. March is going to be awesome. And then that's when the the pandemic stuff started coming out right and, Most and we started hearing it on the news a little bit i think between three of our clubs the one that got hit first was utc one in la jolla mm -hmm. because it's next to ucsd and we have a lot of international students there mm. a huge part of that club is international students and we saw right away record cancellations and freezes before mm. any sort of shutdown orders i don't remember the actual timeline of things and then of course the funniest, well, there's nothing funny about it, is us sitting down with investors, potential investors, day of the shutdown. Mm -hmm. And we're like, we're having conversation in the bar. Bars were already, I think, like completely empty. And we're having conversation and we're like, well, how bad can it be? Probably a couple of weeks. I don't know and see it being that big of a deal. You know, like we're going to write it out. There's no way they're going to shut a country down for longer yep. than 10 days. And then here we are. Yeah. Here we are today. Even the podcast that I, I rewatched some clips that when we sat down with uh, Jimmy. And uh, w even then, what the stuff that we we're talking about, we we're like, yeah, it's, you know, it's right around the corner. It's going to come back. And then here we are again. We just keep repeating it. Yeah. Every and that, time. Was, that was June, wasn't it? Yeah. June that we shot that. And so the progression of like the, 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 that podcast to now, which is why we're drinking. No, you know, mm. it's you not know, a sponsor just, either. Just that sending was my up, choice. Just sending up. <laughs> well, you know why I went with Japanese because I felt like you need the qualities of samurai this year more than ever. <laughs> so Japanese whiskey, I felt like, was a very appropriate choice. Yeah, most for, definitely for uh, uh, for this get together. You know, so so I guess yeah, that's a that's a good point to start with. Is so the year started out shitty. Yeah, it, it started off really slow, but it's nothing as a business owner you, you deal with that. You know, you yeah, have yeah. down quarters, down months. Um, you kind of recapture the momentum, but you're in a different space too. Cause we've talked about this and, and, and you know, the, like the Ian Smiths of the world on the other, on the other side of the uh, country who they're very, they're, they're rebelling, they're pushing back, but they also have a different business model, 
Um, and it's not, it's no disrespect. You, you are a much a bigger box. You have investors, you have multiple locations. You have more than just Artem to, to yeah. factor into the equation. And I know from talking to you, there's been several times where you're battling what I want to say and what the brand, like what's best for the brand. Yeah. And I'm sure that battle between all the locations and employees and the well-being has been probably the toughest uh, rub that you've had most this year. Yeah. Especially when you're watching guys like that. And there's guys even in this town, you know, who they have the one location and they're, they're protecting it. It's a different approach that I think, uh, you know, to kind of peel back that if you can for, for your specific fight, because I know you've been like, it doesn't take any way. It's been a fight all year long. Yeah. How that's been different for you. I mean, it's, it, it's, this year has definitely tested everyone. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like for us, you know, there's so many different uh, uh, hits that we were taking, you know, from anything from the the riots and the protests that we witnessed, you know, from the Lost Pad podcast that we did with you. You know, we talked about obviously the shutdown, the, the challenges of uh, um, getting the PPP loans and IDL mm -hmm. and what a mess that was. Um, our staff not being able to get unemployment. You know, mm -hmm. that's 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 another thing. A lot of people, I don't think, realize like laying people off. First of all, it's just a brutal thing. You know, at the protest, we discussed that. You know, mm -hmm. we hear we heard Jimmy kind of talking about this, that laying people off is really, really tough. But laying people off, knowing that they're not going to even get unemployment is even tougher. Sure. You know, so we set up one of our locations, literally set up one of the locations to just help them get unemployment. And we literally had computers up and we would help them kind of walk them through the process. Mm -hmm. of uh how to apply for unemployment you know it's not as intuitive as uh yeah, as you yeah. would think you know and then so we did that and then obviously going from that to some of them were still not qualified and we're trying our best to help them any way we could uh financially and i was talking about this down to buying groceries or paying rent totally, you yeah. know car payments mm -hmm. um so we're doing that and uh that's before ppp even happened and mm -hmm. obviously you see your bank account draining and mm -hmm. you're like, okay, how long can we last at this pace? Even, even if we're not paying rents, even if we're not, yeah. you know, uh, running payroll, but still helping people out. And then there's still some stuff that insurances, like insurances, we had to keep insurances no matter what. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was a challenge. And then coming back and I forgot about, uh, when I was writing the speech for the protest, I forgot that we actually opened for two weeks just to close again. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's how crazy this yeah, year is. Yeah. And then closing again, you know, well, first of all, following all the guidelines that were proposed, stickering the shit out of every location, uh, you know, mm -hmm. all the signage, all the social distancing, all that stuff, plexiglass, you know, spent, changed our operations altogether to accommodate social distancing and occupancy rates just to close again, send mm -hmm. people back on unemployment, which is at that point was for a lot of our staff was just heartbreaking. You know, we didn't get, yeah. we, some of the staff didn't come back from that. Mm -hmm. We asked them to come back. They were just not, not willing to, they were like, dude, that's it. I'm done. I'm changing. We talked about this. Yeah. So, so many people, because they have all this time at home, they're kind of getting stir crazy and they're thinking, am I in the right field? Definitely. And all of a sudden then, they're they're off to their next venture, you know. Mm -hmm. Is there is there one particular employee or example that was either the most challenging, or they took a complete total turn in direction, or that you found the most challenging? Because I'm starting to talk to guys like Jimmy, but other yeah. business owners who <clears throat> I want to hear how people and the more 
more staff that they employ, how they're dealing with it, how a working class is dealing with it. You know, because I used this example to a buddy the other day who owns a restaurant and staff, and I said, put myself back 10 plus years. In that day and age, I would have handled this terribly. You know, yeah. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't well put together. I wasn't as mentally strong. You know, I didn't, when, when, you're, when you're young, you don't financially plan barely for the next month, let alone 10 months of uncertainty. And, and now there, it's, there still is no light at the end of the tunnel, as we've been told. Um, so, and you have a big staff. Is there, is there a specific example or the most challenging part you've had with, from a staff standpoint with the process? I don't think there's like one specific one, but I think the overall vibe was this, is that you had our coaches that did finally get unemployment. Mm -hmm. Remember that some people were getting paid pretty significant amount of money. Mm -hmm. And if I'm a coach or any staff member and I was making this amount and now I'm unemployment and I'm making significantly more and I don't have to do much. Sure. You know, it's just, it's human nature, you know, and it's like, it, it's really silly that we, we're living in the world now that we pretend that there's no such thing. And mm -hmm. that's the discussion now with the new stimulus, mm -hmm. right? And the back and forth. And, and we as business owners obviously caught in between. And I'm sure obviously a lot of people out there that are actually struggling, but there is this other element of people is pretty significant. I mean, I saw it firsthand yeah. to where if I'm getting paid four grand a month in California, I'm, I'm chilling. Mm -hmm. You know, I might, get it, it I might get a, may, might get a, like a little side gig, mm -hmm. get a little extra cash on the side as a coach, for example, let's yeah. just not go too far as a coach. If I'm employed by the boxing club and I was making this amount and now I'm on unemployment and I qualified for unemployment and I'm getting this amount. And then on top of that, I can train people on the side in the park and get mm -hmm. extra cash. And that's, that's, that's what some people did mm -hmm. now vast majority of our coaches. And, and again, I'm bringing up these examples of just for fitness industry in, in general, because that's obviously what my field is, but I'm sure it was the same thing for uh, sure. restaurants and oh, everything yeah. else. Now, this is where your brand gets checked. Like mm -hmm. how good is your brand? How, like, how good is your team? Are they right or die? Mm -hmm. You know? And, uh, I, I mentioned to a couple examples, we lost some incredibly qualified coaches because they had that moment of sitting down and kind of reevaluating if they're if that's what they want to do and either completely veering off and doing a completely different thing or starting their own thing sure you Which, also you also said you had team when this first happened who came to you like what can we do how can we help or what can we do oh dude amazing that came that came through which amazing. is huge our our whole corporate team management i mean everybody they they got together and they're like our team we know we're not going to get paid we're going to work Love that. while being on unemployment or not even on unemployment mm -hmm. and they're like we know we're 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 temporarily in furlough whatever and uh, they were still working i mean working their asses off not like a couple hours yeah, from yeah. home no they were like coming in mm -hmm. and and working and so that was amazing i think that's the that's what our my proudest moment for the company you know mm -hmm. what i mean and it's like that's what tbc is it has nothing to do uh, with just one individual. And mm -hmm. I don't think the boxing club ever will be that. And it shouldn't be that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and uh, that that's definitely one of my proudest moments. Again, it checked everyone. Oh, totally. Every industry. I talked to my friends with restaurants. It checked every industry and what people are made of, especially higher level, corporate level. Like, what are your right and left hand are made out of? Mm -hmm. You know, are they there for the paycheck or they're actually passionate about your brand and growing the thing and 
of course, what works for us really well is that we're kind of a, still a baby, like a very startup vibe. Mm-hmm. It's 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 uh, a lot easier to um, get people excited about it. Let's put it that way. Versus, yeah. I know some some big box gyms that are kind of been there, done that. There's not much excitement around them. That it doesn't seem that they're really focused on the growth. They're just mm-hmm. kind of cruising, and they got hit hard because a lot of their employees, I'm sure, were there for just for a paycheck. Sure. I think that that's, uh, I feel like what hopefully comes of, th- of this is I don't think there's any argument against we're lacking leadership as a country right now. Um, from a regional level, federal level, like leadership right now is such a lost art only because there's never been a time where we rely more on our leaders. And I think we share the same opinion. They haven't been leading well at all. They got checked. Yeah. That's the whole, that's, it's exactly the same parallel, Pete, that we're talking about small business. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same thing. We know people that rose up to this this challenge and, mm-hmm. and fought every single day. There's not a moment this year that I woke up and I was like, you know what, I'm giving up. Or you know what, I'm not going to give my 110%. Totally. Not a single moment. It was not even a question. And it's not something to even just brag about. It was just that's that's how it was. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not something I had to self-motivate. You know, at our time, you got to keep pushing. You got to keep. No, it was just like it was not even negotiable. Yeah, yeah. But for the leaders that, you know, or so-called leaders that we have running the country or the state, um, they got checked because mm-hmm. this is something no one was ready for. Mm-hmm. And again, that's why you see certain people step up uh, um, and and really shine through this 2020. All of a sudden we have new political leaders that really kind of came out of nowhere. And now I, I see them being some of the, the, the top leaders moving forward, right? Especially sure. if, if we're talking next elections and vice versa and vice versa. And it's, it's, it's I think there's so many parallels with running a business and running whether it's a country totally. or your your state or your city down to you know city of San Diego so i think i think it's really interesting and people got checked totally and i think i think that's where my feeling is is we have a, a void for leadership that needs to be filled like really bad and yeah. not just on a political level is even down to small businesses small like all businesses there's an opportunity now for someone who didn't feel like a leader didn't act like a leader um, they might have actually been a leader and and i don't know if you have any uh, employees that this might have happened to you too is you never looked at them as leader, but in the last year, how they stepped up and how they've 100%. responded to this. Now all of a sudden you say, I, "You're you're a leader," and the vice versa, where people who may have inherently uh, worn that crown of a leader, they didn't they didn't sh- they didn't show leadership qualities when they were needed the most. And I think that for me is big, and it's also I think an example. Because I've, I've leaned on my leadership friends like you and other business owners for my own growth, you know, through this and really trying to relate and, and, and share our war stories and being in battle every day um, helps. But I think people need to understand we're, we're limited on leaders right now and our leaders actually need support. So when you told me that day that your staff showed up and said, we don't like we're just working, what can we do? I think that for me is probably one of the best stories in 2020. That was cool, yeah. Because, dude, we are, we're, the, the leaders right now are outnumbered and we don't have great leadership above us. Yeah. So we need now more than ever new leaders to come forward. And I can't promise a paycheck. I can't pro- there's no promises because we're on the same playing field. We're not making money. Yeah, either. we might not even exist anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think for anybody who, like, <clears throat> who doesn't understand that, it, there's a, a major, major void to fill. So anybody right now, you know, everybody wants to be the leader when it's, 
when the air is clear and the sun is out, you know? And we had plenty of those people, especially on social media. Everybody was a leader before all this mm -hmm. happened. Like, well, no, now in, in, in the dark days, who are those leaders going to be? And yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to see, like, in my close circle, extended circle, national circle, what new leaders emerge. And I think some we already could tell that are going to rise up to the occasion and then mm -hmm. others caught us off guard and surprised us, you totally. know, right? And goes again for anybody between our friends, employees, et cetera, you know? So it's, it's definitely really interesting. And that's one, I think, positive that we took out of this as a company is, um, yeah, just reevaluating, you know, what our core values are and, uh, you know, what the boxing club is. It's a, a huge part of the, the it's a, one of the big questions that we ask when we hire now. We really set the tone of like, hey, we just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. Totally. These, this is what our expectations are. Like kind of old school expectations of what it means to be a part of a team, be a part of the company. Mm -hmm. And I can't believe I'm saying old school, but it really is. It seems mm -hmm. that way, right? Because mm -hmm. the values of uh, uh, nowadays are are they're 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 gone. Yeah. You know, of like some of the 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 hard work ethic, the family environment, like all these things are. People talk about it, like you said, they post on social media a lot about mm -hmm. it. But then, when you it comes to push and shove, you know, right now, everybody everybody really showed their true colors, you know. Yeah, definitely. So I'm curious to know, um, and we talk enough that I I should know this, but from all of this, you as as the CEO of Boxing Club, and you just outside of that personally, what is this? What has this changed in you? Like how you treat business and how you treat personal life? What's been the most fundamental change? Because we're almost, and it's scary to say, at a year living in, inside of this mess. Are there significant changes you're seeing in yourself or you've, you've changed in yourself because of the last nine, 10 months? No, no, mm -hmm. I, I think, I think, you know, what really shaped me was actually building this thing, building, building mm -hmm. this location. That was, mm -hmm. that was definitely a shaping experience. You remember that, like the, the project couldn't have gone more South. Mm -hmm. uh, um, and I think that at that time I wasn't as prepared to deal with stress that level of stress and I feel like after that and then a year passed and uh, then we hit the pandemic obviously and I think I was more, more prepared uh, uh, to deal with this this kind of stress um, you know I didn't really have like crazy sleepless nights or mm -hmm. you know freaking out it was just kind of like go time like every day was just putting your thinking hat on and okay how are we gonna tackle this you know versus mm -hmm when we were building out this location, it's a natural growth, right? We went from, I was a one gym operator with no gym operating experience before, mm -hmm. right? And uh, uh, going from that to building out one of the, the most gorgeous boxing gyms uh, uh, nationwide, right? Mm -hmm. Just really, truly state-of-the-art facility. I didn't really realize at that time what I was getting myself into. Yeah, and yeah. then after I passed that, I think at this point now, I think I'm shaped enough to where I can handle these challenges. They suck, mm -hmm. you know, but you, you kind of, you know how to, to handle a little bit better. So, um, I think from that perspective, I haven't really changed much. Um, I think really focusing zeroing into what I was saying earlier is like focusing on your staff and, and really understanding, um, one by one, especially when we're hiring people, like mm -hmm. we realized how, if you don't, pay close attention to who you're hiring, bring on board, you're spending a lot of time, spending a lot of effort because you obviously want them to succeed in your company. And if you rush that element, then 
you know, you potentially lose staff or they're mm -hmm. not the right fit. It costs you uh, money and time to your company, messes up the culture in the company. So I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. That's something that I'm, I'm much more uh, in tune with and our director of operations, Cody, is doing an amazing job with that. But I think that was a really important piece. So it's like sure. doubling down again on, on the team, mm -hmm. you know, because again, they proved why the boxing club, the only reason why we're kind of pushing through this thing is our team, hands down. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, sure, I can, I can, uh, uh, you know, be kind of fighter mode as well. But I think that the having the the team that is behind me is is everything. You know? So it's like finding qualified people. I think is the 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 challenge moving forward, especially for our industry. I told yeah. you that combat sports is is a is a is a crazy crazy uh, uh, fitness field. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like it's not an easy it's not an easy concept to run. And that's why, you know, I mentioned to you, like a lot of uh, combat sports uh, uh, fitness concepts are failing. Mm -hmm. It's not an easy concept to run, which when sucks times for are me. Normal. When times are when normal. When times are normal. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, which sucks for me, but at the same time, I know not too many people can do what I do. Mm -hmm. Not too many people, mm -hmm. especially on the scale that we're doing and on the level that we're doing. It's really tough. And you, you can run through number of, pick any top brand that does combat sports and see the patterns of them going up and then fizzling down. And now we'll see what happens with uh, after COVID and which ones will come out of this and which ones won't. It's a tough, Definitely. tough, it's a really tough one. Um, and that's why, again, when we bring everyone on board, we really want to explain to them, like, it's, it's a complex thing because we're offering such wide range of sports, right? Muay Thai, boxing, jiu-jitsu, MMA, uh, general fitness right it's like you have to have a deep understanding of that it's mm -hmm. a it's not an easy model to franchise out where you have a franchisee no, sure. has no experience Especially in, in combat sports right culture part, yeah and then or maybe they do have experience in certain combat sports but no have no business experience so really tough to find both mm -hmm. and anytime i see a successful concept i applaud it because uh, i know how tough it is definitely so i gotta throw a curveball at you Let's go. I got my whiskey, so we're good. Perfect. Have a, have a good sip. Because I feel like you don't have to have a PhD next to your name to answer these questions anymore. But talk to me about data and science. Oh, God. Because clearly... Here we go. Here comes the rant. Here comes the rant. Now we're on to the fun part. Katie might want to check his PR on this one. Uh, yeah. Because clearly we're in a well, place well, that... We can cut stuff out, right? Perfect. No, we don't, <laughs> we don't believe in that. This all stays. I want to know about data and science because I'm sitting in a home that normally is open and it's a home for building people's immunity, their health, their wellness, their livelihood, socialism, social, so socializing. Socialism too. <laughs> <laughs> that was but these places are built, especially yours, because I am a member on top of everything, that these are built for healthy lifestyle, um, living, and, and, and this goes for all, Jim, but I'm, I'm narrowing down to you. I need to hear from someone in your seat, the data and science, in your opinion, your perspective on why these doors are closed, why they're pushing people outside, why they're closing outside, why they're pushing them back. Um, talk to me about data Ugh. and science. Fuck. Yeah. Let's put it this way. So in the beginning, if we're, again, if we're talking in the beginning, I... I was skeptical, but at the same time, what do I know? I'm not a scientist, right? So mm -hmm. if we're being told, you guys are, by staying open, you guys are literally killing people. I'm like, okay, I don't want to kill people, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
So staying closed is something that we're okay with. I mean, it sucks. We're still figuring out how we're going to bounce back, but um, I don't want to put people's lives in, in jeopardy, at risk. When we're reopening, then they give a set of guidelines, social distancing. It seems to be there's more studies coming out. If you remember, there was a study saying that uh, COVID-19 lives on any surface for mm-hmm. extended period of time and like all the stuff. So that affected our sanitization protocols. Uh, we bought like crazy foggers. So like the whole facility, every facility was getting fogged mm-hmm. uh, multiple times a week, if not every night uh, um, after people use all the equipment plus regular sanitization process. And by the way, people that don't know, the boxing club is like one of the, and you can attest to that. The boxing club is one of the cleanest by boxing far. combat sports by gyms far. ever. Like that's my pet peeve because coming from janitorial background, mm-hmm. um, you know, that that's something I care about. I really, really care about the fact that like, that's the one thing I want us to be recognized for is just really clean facilities. And if it's not, I want to be called out on it and we can improve on that. That's one of my biggest pet peeves. And so we're improving all that. I'm doing mm-hmm. multiple segments here, uh, right outside the ring with KUSI News, NBC, mm-hmm. like all the stuff, same story, repeating myself like a parrot. We're doing, taking all the steps, doing all the precautions and everything else. Then the study shifts to tell us that, oh, okay, it doesn't live on surfaces, but it does transmit person to person. Like if somebody sneezes a mile away, like mm-hmm. you're gonna get it. Then it shifts again and the story continues changes up until here we are today, mm-hmm. right? We did not have any, any concrete numbers except the study that the state was pushing off of. And I think I mentioned it to you. They did a study and they, they basically said they put gyms into the, one of the most dangerous categories, the super spreader category, mm-hmm. because they calculated based on algorithms they didn't track data. They didn't track the actual transmission rate and everything else, which I know at that time was tough to do. Sure. But all they did, they calculated, and you can look it up. Um, I don't remember which university did the study, but they pushed out, push, pushed off of it. Uh, and basically it had to do with the data of like how much time do people spend in the facility and how many of them are. Mm-hmm. And they just threw gyms under the bus. And then you you had all this this networks and media run with the story gyms are super spreaders and it's like all these scary stories right Mm -hmm. so now all of a sudden we're battling uh not just covid but bad publicity which i'll circle back on because that's i think a big big precedent and if if that door is going to be opened uh for for businesses to sue the state for damages to their brand and the company that can be a huge thing and and there is an angle there for that because this now we know that it's not based on any signs right Mm -hmm. and so that happens. And now we actually have real numbers coming out. You know, for San Diego County, the numbers came out and we saw what 0.04 for gyms. Mm-hmm. Um, and now the latest was what a week ago, we had uh, Andrew Como come out and say that, oh, gyms are actually 0.02. We should reopen gyms in New York. <laughs> gyms are, are, are essential now and the households, again, I don't want to talk out of my ass, but I think households were responsible for like 78 or something like 75 percent and that was my point all along this is what i said you shut all the businesses down and i'm not an expert in other industries but it's just fucking common sense which is absent this year Mm -hmm. it seems like um you're shutting down every single business do you really genuinely think people are going to just sit at home and watch tv and and order from amazon all day every day 
Do you really genuinely believe that? Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, we are hearing stories on the news of, what is it, UCSD or SDSU threw a party for like hundreds of uh -huh. students and it was like a massive super spreader which ultimately put San Diego County, I think, over, mm -hmm. right? It's gonna happen. That's, mm -hmm. that's, United States is not Japan. Mm -hmm. United States mm -hmm. is not China, thankfully. And, and it's just gonna happen. So my argument is like, keep businesses open. Yes, have these strict guidelines, have teams even check in. I'm okay, I'm actually okay with businesses being shut down and fined if they're reckless, mm -hmm. if they're not following any totally protocols. Agree. But use that rather than, you know what, let's throw everyone under the bus. You guys are all the same and uh, uh, you guys are endangering people's lives. And then the biggest problem is not even the city, which that's a, a whole different story, but it's the people. People watch obsessed with, with news, they, they follow only stuff that is aligned with their beliefs, Definitely. right? They're not getting the other perspective and they start genuinely believing that gyms are killing people, which is why somebody snapped a photo right outside the window here um, of people working out without masks, mm -hmm. boxing without masks. You're punching another person in the face. Do you really think COVID is, is for a second you're worried at that moment, if you made conscious decision that mm -hmm. you two are gonna punch each other in the face. Mm -hmm. So somebody snaps a photo and now it's like a trending post on, on Reddit. Oh man. You know, like hundreds of comments and the, the comments, like you have to read the comments and you're like, who are these people? And they're, they're literally commenting like, let's report them, uh, you know, they're killing people. These scumbags, they have all these oh millions of dollars. Uh, they can afford staying closed. Like, how do you know how businesses operate? And this is the kind of shit you deal with this year. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's like COVID, is, it, it opened up Pandora's box of just all kinds of different issues that small businesses had to deal with. I told you on the last podcast, if, you're, if you have the audacity to yelp a small business that has been affected by COVID, you're a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. I, now I stick to that. We use it as a soundbite. Yeah. I'll, I'll use that. <laughs> I'll use that, but I'll double down on it. If on top of that, you petitioned for business to stay closed or get closed and get a cease and desist, you're a double piece of shit. Mm -hmm. Now you're just an asshole, mm -hmm. you know? And it's, and it's again, on a hunch here, I bet you it's you know, majority of the people are the ones that are, don't have shit to do. Uh, most likely they're, they're either working remotely or not remote working at all. They're in mom and dad's basement and, and they don't understand what, what hard work is. They don't understand. They never worked in the industry. Definitely. And, and they got brainwashed by watching this news. And again, I'm coming across, like if you do a sound bite of that, I can come across as I'm like this reckless person. I'm not, no, it's not reckless. Again, I'm all for common sense guidelines. I'm all for protecting people. Mm -hmm. But when the study comes out saying that the gyms are responsible for 0.02% uh, of spread, our gyms, let's not go too far. You know, I, I mentioned it at the protest, 3,400 members since March, not a single outbreak, mm -hmm. thousands of check-ins. Did we have staff sick? Yes, absolutely. But they mm -hmm. got sick outside of the club, going out to house parties, ironically, just proving the study, going to house parties or getting together with family and, and, and catching that. And obviously we had protocols, catch it on time. If you have symptoms, you can come in. If you don't pass temperature check, you can come in. and until the symptoms are gone and we followed CDC guidelines of, you know, I think they keep switching it, but it was 10 or 14 days that you had to be out until the onset mm -hmm. of your symptoms. We followed all that. Yeah. We followed all that. And, and then here we are forced 
to shut down again. We're sitting in the empty gym, you know, mm -hmm. that uh, according to these trolls, we have millions of dollars that we can pay for. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's simply not the case. And I think the, the national studies that every small business generally has about a month and a half, two months of, of uh, expenses that they can cover without any sort of income totally. until they're done. Yeah. Well, I, I've started to explain my logic on it for people is um, since we've, we've been around, we as a, as a society and culture, we've always had um, strict laws um, not allowing us to do specific things. You know, no, don't drink and drive. Um, there's a lot of laws. Um, but our culture continues to break the laws. We continue to get behind the wheel. We continue to commit armed robbery. We continue to do all that. That is just part of what makes this circle around. Do we like it? No. Is it ever going to stop? No. And now we're stopping and saying, wear a mask, do this. It's not against the law. We're asking you all to do it. And we're expecting every single person to abide in 350 million people when every single day we're breaking laws that people know will put them behind bar for years. Now we're surprised and we're even calling people out when they're not following a request, a suggestion. Like ruthless, yeah. ruthless. You cannot even have a conversation. It's, it's ruthless. I mean, I stopped taking my elevator in the, in the building because I'm wearing a mask everywhere. I'm not an anti-masker. I'm not a fucking conspiracy theorist. You know, I, but I don't even get in my elevator because then you have this awkward thing of like, if somebody's in an elevator, certain people panic and they want you not, like two guys kicked me out of the elevator because I was trying to get in there. And after that, now you have this awkward moment of like, uh, can I get in? Can I not mm -hmm. get in? And this, this older guy, ironically, the guy must've been in his 70s. He's like, dude, get in here. And I get in the elevator and it was just, just this week. And he's like, he's like, I know, dude, shit sucks. It's so awkward and weird. Yeah. He's like, I don't care about this. Like, it's fine. You can get in. I'm like, thank God you said that. I'm like, I, every time, like, I, I keep forgetting. I take stairs now because it, it's uncomfortable. You know, it's like uh, walking down the street and people like crossing, you know, uh, crossing the road like you're, you know, you're, you have Ebola, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. It, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. It, it's really bringing the best, what we talked about earlier, and the worst out of people. It yeah, really definitely. does. And, and again, I would argue that news are the ones to blame for that and, oh, and, and massive, massive, massive misinformation. And I think, again, this is going to be a crazy statement, but I could give two shits. I think we're going to look back in history and it's going to be a massive overreaction mm -hmm. and not just nationally, but globally Na mm -hmm. massive overreaction. Do I think that there's some sort of like a master plan, yada, yada? I, no, but are there people out there that taking advantage of this situation? Most definitely. For sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at, look at our state. Mm -hmm. People are getting power hungry. Yeah. They're making decisions that make no sense. Hair salons, nail salons are the super spreaders. Fuck them, close them down. Mm -hmm. uh, hair salons, nail salons can now open in purple tier. Everybody uh, stay open, but you guys mm -hmm. shut down. Mm -hmm. who, who, I almost feel like there's some like group of interns fresh out of college that are running, <laughs> running, no legit, like just group of interns that are just shooting shit. They're high as fuck. And they're just, they're just like, you know what would be cool, dude? Like, let's come up with this fucking color charts and just, just fucking, you know, just make them read these color charts and figure out which, which, which color they belong to now. It's, it's fucking ridiculous, dude. It's fuck. And it, it's mind boggling to me. I'm just thinking if I had endless resources, like our, state of California does, which I'm sure they do. They can get any smartest minds out there in the world. Mm -hmm. I would imagine, right? Mm -hmm. I would be shocked if they couldn't. Mm -hmm. 
I think give me a fraction of that budget. And if I ran it as a company, if I ran it as the boxing club, and I had to figure out, okay, Artem, your job is with this budget, figure out how you can best protect your customers, but then create still a, a good experience for them. Mm -hmm. And it's a parallel to let's protect Californians mm -hmm. for sure. It's a, a noble task you have to. But at the same time, let's figure out a way how business can operate. Mm -hmm. It's not that crazy. You can do it. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it's lazy the way mm -hmm. they're handling it. Oh, definitely. The, this latest shutdown, the fact that you guys are throwing everyone, bunching everything, everyone together, San Diego County with LA County, along with a bunch of other counties. And somebody was saying, I think it was Jim Desmond that was saying, like, yeah, that one of the counties is actually closer, oh, further away from us than a neighboring state. Uh, and, and they're bunching us together based on the ICU capacity, <clears throat> right? Sure. And here we are today. And then we have ICU capacity, which it's from what I've been reading is pretty standard uh, uh, rates right now that we had every year before mm -hmm. that because of, because of flu, because ICU capacity actually increases because of flu. Mm -hmm. And then the craziest stat I saw, and don't quote me on this, but I saw that San Diego County reported 37 cases of flu. Mm -hmm. 37 versus uh, uh, like 3,000 something before. Like where, what, and they're like, well, it's because of masks. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay. I cool. actually had a nurse tell, explain that to me too. Like there's nothing. I'm going to get so much hate from like this fucking just psychopaths. But you know what? I could give two shits because it's like my business been shut down for a year. So it's like you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Well, and, and my biggest fear back in March and April was, <clears throat> holy shit. We've turned the light switch off on our country. We've never done it before. This is unprecedented. Never thought it would happen. My biggest fear was when they turned the light switch on was now that, they, now that they've yeah, done it, will they be comfortable doing it again? And that was my fear. And a lot of people I talked to said- What do you think? What do you think? About- If they're going to shut us- If, they're, if, if now it's set a precedent that they can just keep doing it up and down like a light switch. Well, we have. We, we have done that now. And this, that's what's frustrating to, to the high-level thinkers. Vaccine. After vaccine. It kind of set a precedent, right? What else can, can become a state of emergency that you can be like, oh, this is emergency. Cool. And they can always now have, they can always now reference, well, hey, guys, we did it in 2020, so we can do it again. We've been through it. So we, as like the 300 plus million people. Sergio, you good? I think we have to respond differently, though. So everybody can't just accept the lights are off. So I'm going to react the same way I did in 2020. And the bigger problem for me is they don't see every time they turn the switch back on, it's dimmer. Less businesses turn back on, less, pe less people are employed. It's dimmer, but we're not, we're, we're not showcasing that. And that's not front and center in media, which is a big reason why we did our starting to pivot. Our podcast is showcasing like no but there's businesses not returning each time the switch goes back which on. by the way to your point you it's a, first of all it's a it's a great thing that you're doing that because again i spoke about this it's not being shown in the media mm -hmm. small businesses i i really feel like mass media got together and they're like you know what fuck small businesses let's just go ahead and 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 not even cover any stories positive stories that have to do with small business mm -hmm. let's only zero in and focus that businesses are killing people or mm -hmm. there's ppp fraud right mm -hmm. if you look up uh, uh anytime you look up in the news uh which i'm tracking every day in hopes that they're gonna run the second round of federal yeah. support but if you google that majority of the stories are extremely negative mm -hmm. 
so-and-so did a, 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 got a PPP and spent it on the boat. So-and-so got a PPP and spent it on the Ferrari. And okay, how about the boxing club got PPP and we were able to pay people's salaries yep. that were, a lot of them were unemployed and, mm -hmm. and could not collect unemployment. How about that story? Yep. Who's gonna run that story? Why are we not seeing more of that? Mm -hmm. That shit pisses me off. Well, it pisses it, it, me I, off. I think it's a combination of that and I use the term humanizing is we've definitely humanized and it's even maybe a more criticized term we've branded COVID. we've humanized it because we've showed people and and it is like this has been a really rough road to people who are um the, the most susceptible to it who uh you know that we've lost lives to it and we've definitely stuck a camera in their face and showed the entire world and there's no excuse that that that's not acceptable and we do have to do something about it but we haven't humanized the people who are the collateral damage and it's just that that bucket of people is growing every time the switch goes off but we we aren't humanizing that and and i know you know jimmy as well as me and just in his one company talking the other day like he's had a suicide he's had a dui he's had mental health and he's a, he's a small he's a, he's a big company but a small business that we're not humanizing That's happening nationwide yeah and we're not humanizing the collateral damage and and i even spoke up when a couple weeks ago i forget which media outlet probably KUSI because they actually support small businesses but they put a post up of all the, the businesses, and I think it was just restaurants, just, so just one industry in San Diego County who have permanently closed doors. And it trended, everybody shared it, shared it. It was almost like we're supporting, like we're supporting but these companies all closed, and it was a long list. And my first thought on it is, okay, that's just one industry, that's restaurants, that's just one county. Everybody, you saw how many businesses are on there, multiply that how many jobs that they employ each business, that's a lot of fucking jobs gone. So like we share and Where's support. the life tracker of that? Right? And, and where's now, like, I'm really close. We work in the hotel industry. How many hotels aren't coming back? How many do hotel from the top down do they employ? Jim's not coming back. Go down the line, put the other industries, and then do a multiplier of how many people are employed by them. If you're in San Diego County, the job you used to have, the odds are every single day that we clock on the calendar, your job's not going to be there. Furthermore, you might be applying for a job that you were qualified for 10 years ago, that your MBA now it doesn't get you in the door yeah. because they just don't exist. And, and, and the light switch effect is every time we turn the switch back on, if tomorrow they said, or Monday, our time you can open back up and we're back Which, to by all the way, that's how it works, right? There's no notice, they're like, cool guys, you guys are good, or, or other directions. way around, you guys, in both directions. And that's what I was talking about, Pete. I was talking about it, like, you know, they call it like, oh, well, businesses just pivot. You know, they pivot to outdoor operations, they pivot to this, they pivot to that social distancing, indoor uh, uh, um, operated gym with 10% capacity rates, like, come on, mm -hmm. and, and, or occupancy rates. And it's not pivot, it's, it's, it's a lot that goes into mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Hiring staff, firing staff, the, the hardships that you have to go through uh, uh, when it comes to your operations. You have to basically come up with a new business concept, mm -hmm. right? Um, for us to, to, to try to at least mimic our fitness experience outside, we had to build the tents. We had to get the turf. Totally. We had to order custom stand-up bags because you can't hang bags on the fucking tent. Uh, you had to, th there's a number of things that we could do to justify us charging the same rate from the members. And even then, I thank them for sticking with us. And a lot of them reached out and been extremely supportive, which is again back to the point of having a strong brand and, and being very vocal and vulnerable about this, right? Um, and, you know, we had to do all these things to, in order to charge them. Mm -hmm. And then you have knuckleheads like Nathan Fletcher, 
course, suggesting, uh, you know, to those that don't know, he's our amazing county supervisor. Mm -hmm. And he's suggesting, well, guys, paid gym membership. If your gym is closed, still pay the gym membership to help mm -hmm. them out. Half of our members are from the industry mm -hmm. that you are in support of closing in order mm -hmm. to save people's lives. Again, 0.02%. How should they pay? And that's how clueless they are. Yeah. Some of their and and that's my big question. That I wonder: Are they actually that clueless, or they're that ruthless? I don't know. Right. I, that, I wonder, I wonder that's an interesting. One. Are they that clueless, or they're that ruthless? That that they're they know the truth, but they're gonna talk out of their ass on their social media pages and do all the press conferences, and well well knowing of uh, uh, how wrong it is mm -hmm. right and that's and i don't know which one is worse mm -hmm. i don't know which one is worse and which one is scarier but that's that's what happens that's what happens that light switch effect um it's not as easy and again i think for a lot of people they can't relate because they haven't been part of the the small business right mm -hmm. yeah. my staff can relate because even though they're not operator they can see the amount of work we had to go through to retrain staff sure up to new new guidelines outdoor operations and everything else um, people don't realize how much goes into it. Yeah, and, and I think the point I was making with, with, with the light switch, even if they said to you Monday, hey, light switch back on, and we are back to pre-COVID, pre-pandemic times, everything's back systems ago, what they don't understand, and this is the same question, are they just that clueless, or what? what's the, the case here, is they don't understand, even if you were given that news, the runway to get back to your normal is still so far out and then multiply that times a hotel and we're a tourist city. So for tourism to return, that's six months to year easily. For the people who rely like hotels on convention center business and tourism and, and hotels coming in. Which is a homeless navigation center right now. hundred percent and yeah. restaurants rely on that. The convention is busy, they're busy on the weekends. You know, you go down the line, we have, we have people getting evicted and breaking their leases because of COVID and they can, we rely on neighborhoods for gym memberships to go out to dine. Like the ramp up period isn't just, hey, even if you gave us the great news that we've all been waiting for, we still know that's when the starting line is. Well, We're, the reality is gonna hit, remember we talked about this, the reality is gonna hit next year, mid next year, mm -hmm. when all of the deferred rents, generally businesses, all businesses applied the same strategy of obviously renegotiating with the landlord, figuring out a way for the to work with the landlord and obviously for landlords, it makes sense too, right? Because it's not gonna be lying out the door to fill in their, their spot, right? Um, deferring rents, negotiating some free rent, whatever it is that, depending on how good or bad your landlord is. Well, at some point, you're gonna have to start paying full rent, and on top of that, the deferred amount, whatever that, again, that you agreed. Mm -hmm. So we're arguing, we're basically, what we're saying is, at some point next year, the, the all the businesses in San Diego are not only gonna be as successful as before to pay the full rent, but on, on top of that, the deferred amount that they were not paying this year. Mm -hmm. It's not realistic. It isn't. There's no way. And that's where that once that reality sets in, that's where you're going to have massive massive number of concepts closing down because right now this is nothing. Yeah. This is nothing. Right now, uh, you know, you, we we hear on the news some concepts were actually good concepts that closed down, some concepts that were just not strong to begin with as a brand and they couldn't really lean heavy into the brand uh, name and they closed down. Um but next year, 
you're actually going to have some powerhouses coming down. I agree. And it's not going to be bankruptcy chapter 11 restructuring. Like it's going to be shutting down doors, uh, including some big, big players. And that's going to be the reality. And that's what I wonder if that's going to be the second wave, only not the COVID second wave, but the economic shutdown second wave. Mm. That would be really interesting for me to rewatch this podcast and see if it was whiskey talking or if uh, or if it was uh, actually comes true. So I might need your whiskey to talk for this next question. Yeah. And I'm not shedding any light on it, but I think humor has really helped us through this year. We've been yeah, we've been talking a lot of shit. I'm almost kind of laughing at how stupid this whole thing is. Yeah. Yeah, and And I feel like anything new as far as like bad news goes you almost have to give a little bit of a grin to it at this point. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what the count total is now, but I know you've started racking up a couple misdemeanors in this whole process. Yeah. Are we allowed to talk about this, Katie? My, we're going to talk my, about it. We're going to talk about it anyway. Publicist. Yeah. Okay. So that for me, honestly, and I, and I say, I don't mean to joke about it because it's a really serious deal. And I know a really good friend of ours, Dan Folkerson, who owns a law firm also has struck a chord with him and stood up, stepped up and you know, his, yeah, his law firm, offered to represent any gyms who, who got the same thing that you, you were getting in, in misdemeanors, hassled by. And he got um, a police. lot of traction on that, by the oh, way. Oh, definitely. Like so many fighters. I, I, I referred him one yep. other one other gym mm-hmm. owner down in Chula, a small, much smaller gym, who got the same thing. So I think, that, and that's another conversation, is law firms doing that saying, hey, we support you, will really propel business owners because it is, you can talk the talk until they show up to your doorstep. It is, it is a scary, you know, when they come waving those papers in front of you, it's, it's intimidating. So I think what he did is incredible. That's another conversation, but I want to hear like when I saw that and I know, I think I might've been one of the first people you sent me the mail in cease and desist. You sent me the the picture when it came in. Mm -hmm. And then that night they showed up to your Kearney Mesa location. Yeah, I sent you the picture of uh, my computer mouse on it. And I said, I said, this is the best mouse pad I've ever had. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think my response, I think I also responded, I said, so what's your move? And you yeah. said something super fucking Russian. You Probably, said, yeah. Yeah, he said, I'm, 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 I don't know, I'm defy, I'm moving on. But it's a serious thing. So I'm not fucking leaving. That's yeah. what it was. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I guess how, how did that hit you when, and I know, like I said, humor aside, it's mm. a serious thing. How has that been? Cause it's, it's a pretty new thing for you. This is a couple weeks in that. that it's that a happened. really serious thing. Like we'll laugh about it obviously, but it's a big fucking deal. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a real citation. It's a real misdemeanor. It's, it's a, you know, this is how crazy it is. So I, you were, you remember when I got naturalized and I became a citizen and everything else. Mm-hmm. Technically, if that's something that I received when I was still a green card holder, I could have technically gotten my green card taken away. And now you're basically staying here illegally. So, you know, the, the timing of everything, you know, and again, um, speaking of Dan, just incredible human being. And we can touch later on, on the protest that he organized. But yeah, he... It's, it's, I gotta walk people, I have to walk people through the timeline again really quick before anything, because I think I really need to explain why we defied and why we stayed open. Mm -hmm. We got shut down in March. We reopened for barely two weeks. We got shut down again. All this time we're paying employees to the best of our ability. We secured the federal program. Federal program was to basically pay your bills or pay employees. All of that was based on two and a half months Mm -hmm. of 
of uh, operation way that that's been long time gone we reopened successfully actually in september and we got incredible numbers yep. I, I shared with you we had some record numbers which was very refreshing and we thought okay people are moving on um shut down again long story short is we are barely getting by mm -hmm. right and that's even included that's even you know included with you know negotiating with our landlords and and having incredibly understanding landlords on on three locations so i know that some of our other uh, um friends that own gyms are were not so lucky and mm -hmm. they're they are already have shut down or they're in the process too right and it's brutal it's brutal to to hear these stories right so here we are today i didn't defy orders to be on the news on you know as much as i respect uh what uh, that gentleman is doing in uh in new york ian smith yeah 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 i respect what he's doing i understand he's doing it i think a little bit differently because he's coming from a place of like this is my constitutional right you guys can go fuck yourselves i'm staying open i think a little bit differently i'm staying open because i know again a lot of my staff is not going to qualify for unemployment Mm. is not going to qualify for unemployment and even if they do now that that extra funding is gone they're they're going to be barely squeezing by mm -hmm. the number one promise i made to all of our staff guys when we reopened i said guys we're not going to shut down there's just no way even if you know the tanks are going to come rolling in we're not going to shut down we're going to find a way we're mm -hmm. going to find a way so when this latest order came in that i did not agree with whatsoever <laughs> Now at this point, science is coming out and, and it, we clearly see that gyms are not the spreaders. We know our own stats at the gym. We know that our members are not getting sick. Gyms are super clean and safe. We kept operations indoor while building out outdoor. Mm -hmm. And you remember that. And so yeah. we're, we're building out outdoor spaces, spending tens of thousands of dollars that we don't have, <laughs> right? And, and shit is not easy to get. You know, yeah. that's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of conversation that is not happening again you know state of california is like cool uh gyms can stay open but outdoor only uh and it needs to be like this week right they gave us like literally last time they gave us two days or something like that it's not gonna happen mm -hmm. and then sh so we were in the process of shifting operations to outdoors and i had to get a lot of the stuff that was not readily available and i was not gonna stop our operations stop income for our staff while we are in this this process of shifting gears sure. outdoors right now if i was completely reckless and i was contemplating that i was going to literally run it but uh the very first kind of visit that we got well first we received cease and desist letters which i expected because it was kind of on the news every day at that point uh we received it one of the first gyms i guess in san diego we received it and um I know why, right? So it's a, you know, we, the way we were explained is that you, somebody actually has to make a complaint for you to get hit. Mm. And I don't know if the complaint came from an actually concerned San Diegan or it came from competition or whatever it came from or a fired coach, whatever it came or from, Karen. it came from, yeah, or Karen, yeah, whatever it is. And, <clears throat> you know, we got the notice, cease and desist, and I respected the notice, but at the same time, I said, listen, I'm gonna move outdoors on my terms. Mm -hmm. You guys fucked my business up this year. I'm not putting anyone in danger. 
I'm going to move outdoors, which I don't agree with. Just like I don't agree with wearing masks, but I'm going to wear one just mm-hmm. to not fucking upset you. Um, and that was it. And then uh, I was in uh, Thanksgiving, Friendsgiving dinner, and I received a phone call. Hey, we have cops here. They rolled in um, in suits, and uh, they are going to cite uh, the gym. And I said, okay, well, tell them to go ahead and cite the gym, and that's that. And they're like, no. It's much more complicated than that. They're going to have to attach the citation to a person. <laughs> and they're about to do attach citation to an employee, our front desk girl of oh all places. Oh, my God. Right? Oh they're going to cite, God. give a misdemeanor to my front desk staff. I, of course, without a question right away, I'm like, give me a, a cop on the phone, right? right? So he, they give him the phone, and I said, listen, I'm 30 minutes away. I'm going to shoot there, wait for me, write me the citation. I shoot there, I get there, sure enough, they write me the citation, and they're like, we highly recommend you. And I already start building at the outdoor. So I point at the outdoor, I'm like, guys, this is the outdoor space we're building out, spending tens of thousands of dollars, but it's not ready. And I'm like, we need the, gate, we need the gates, we need the keys, we need the locks, et cetera, et cetera, because the last thing I want to do is move all my equipment outside just so that shit gets stolen. Right back around. Yeah. Right. Not our problem. Here's a citation. Go fuck yourself. Um, Didn't you say one of the guys even said, we don't want to be doing this? That was a, I had many oh, visits. Oh, sorry. Had- that was many. Uh, so that was the first visit. And again, I didn't know what to expect. I was very respectful. By no means I was disrespectful. I respect what they're doing, especially this year. Um, everything that they've been through, any, any law enforcement. Uh, again, I have nothing but respect for them for what they're doing. So that was that. Uh, Fast forward a week later, so that was PD. A week later, sheriffs shows up at the same location. They're like, hey, what's going on? Da, da, da. <laughs> We're going to write you another citation. I sit, tell them the same story. Still building the outdoor. It's not ready. People are going to work out inside until it's ready. Sheriffs who are much more understanding. Yeah, pretty much the vibe is the same. They're, they're, they're looking at me like, they're like, I'm a piece of shit for doing this. Mm-hmm. I know it. Um, th- again, I, I, they can tell that I, I'm treating with utmost respect. And they're doing it anyway because mm-hmm. of the health officials and the, the orders that they have to follow. And then so I got multiple and multiple visits there. And then the last one I got received was at this location. It was two visits, I think, at this location. And now at this time, it was detectives that showed up. And detectives in East Village. Oh, my God. Are, East Village is by far one of the most fucked neighborhoods in all of San Diego. And no, and, and obviously I have a business here, so I'm passionate about East Village, but let's be honest, let's not, uh, uh, you know, let's not lie to ourselves, mm-hmm. you know? Crime rate is through the roof. Mm-hmm. Our members been attacked here. We have homelessness that is out of control. We have drug use, defecation, violence, murders. Broad daylight stabbings broad daylight and Mm -hmm. they walk in and i'm like guys i'm very sorry i'm very sorry i'm not sorry for staying open i'm very sorry that you are forced to do this Mm -hmm. to shut down our business as a priority and spend your time on this because they had to wait for me again for like 30 minutes an hour when your time is much more valuable figuring this shit out Mm -hmm. like let's look outside what's going on outside and they agreed they agreed and yet again they had to do it 
Mm-hmm. And in fact, they were like huge fans of MMA. They saw Wilson Reyes that was here. They're, they're huge fans of Dominic Cruz. One of them uh, 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 recognized that was fighting Muay Thai back in the day. Like, it, you know, it, they're human. They, yeah. I understand. I understand that if they don't follow the, their procedures, they're going to be the ones in trouble. But at the same time, I question how much trouble are they going to be in if we clearly have certain sheriffs defying mm-hmm. the orders and saying, I'm absolutely not going to enforce these orders. Riverside, I think, what, Newport or um, Orange County and San Bernardino. San Bernardino. And that's where it really puts in perspective. I think this, this location really hit it home because I'm like, we have crazy shit happening mm-hmm. in the neighborhood. And you know why, right? Again, the, the, before that, when one of our members was attacked, we, we uh, uh, called cops and they showed up. Again, uh, I, I very respectfully said, hey guys, shit is getting out of control. Our members are getting attacked, women are getting harassed and yada, yada, yada. And they're like, our time, we can't even arrest people right now because the jails are crowded and due to COVID, we, we basically can't arrest. So there's certain crimes. And again, I don't wanna talk out of my ass. So anything I say could be totally wrong, but this is what I understood. Certain crimes that are currently committed in San Diego County, your people are not arrested for that. They're, hmm. they're booked and released mm-hmm. or potentially not even booked. And I'm talking about like assaults. I'm talking about uh, uh, theft, et cetera, et cetera. This is again, I'm pushing off of what I was told. Yeah, yeah. Um, it certainly looks that way. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. It certainly yeah. looks that way. Yeah. So here we are and, and, and yeah, so that's, uh, Again, I had to defy the orders. It has nothing to do with me just having this badass attitude, fuck the government. It has to do, I have to do, this is what I told the sheriffs. My guys, I respect, you have to do what you have to do. I, as a CEO of the company, I have to do what I have to do. Yeah. And I, as a CEO of the company, my number one job, first and foremost, as just strictly CEO, is make sure I protect the company. That's all I'm doing. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to my best to make sure we survive. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's why I think so many businesses can relate. And that's why this latest shutdown sparked uh, 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 in California and sparked nationwide this uprising of people just not agreeing anymore. Yeah. The stats are out. The science is out. Believe in the science. Trust the science, Gavin Newsom says. Well, where is it? Mm-hmm. Where is it? Now we saw the signs. There's no scientific mm-hmm. evidence that we're the, the cause of the spread. Yeah. Is there a potential of somebody catching something? Yes. But in retrospect, it is a droplet uh, uh, compared to uh, where people can basically get it. Mm-hmm. And to your earlier point, we get in the car every single day assessing the risks of getting in the car and getting in the car accident. Should we stop driving cars? Mm-hmm. Sh- then we should be advised from using any sort of transportation. Because, you know, I think 3,700 people die from car accidents a day. Yeah, yeah. There's all sorts of examples. All kinds of examples, right? Everyone is using them and it's, yes, it's cliche, but it's a fact. If we listen, since when we exclusively listen to doctors and virologists, if my job as virologist is to simply protect people, then I'm just gonna focus on that I'm not gonna look at any other outside perspective, mm-hmm. right? My job is to protect people. How do I protect people? Put everyone in the bubble wrap at home. Mm-hmm. 
I don't care about any other stats. I don't care about the stabbings, the shootings, the domestic violence. I don't care about anything else. I'm just zeroed in on that. Totally. So since when are we listening to only one expert, one group of experts, mm -hmm. I should say, right? Well, and it's, I'm glad you said protect because it's safe to say we've gone above and beyond to protect a very specific class of people this year. It's almost been a year. You know, people vulnerable to this disease that we or this virus we were figuring out. Not saying we have it figured out. We're closer to figuring it out. But we have sacrificed, and there's nobody excluded. We've made so many sacrifices to protect what now is coming out to a very small percent, you know, the vulnerable class to this virus. That the point I've started making is we got to start protecting everybody else, the business owners. You start talking about children. Like, we have to start protecting our children. Do you know how much damage this is doing to kids? Like, all age kids too, being out of school and not socializing. Long term. Yeah, it's doing serious damage to, to from a domestic standpoint, you know, like unemployment, uh, toxic relationships, all that. We are letting the collateral damage just fucking stack up. I'm like, we have to start protecting that. So the people who we've spent the last year protecting, let's reverse the roles. And now you guys go on the defense and let us get back to our health back up because it's safe to say we've done everything we've sacrificed our business we've worn masks we've worn gloves we've social distance we've done everything. we're the ones sacrificing so far yeah and we're and the ones sacrificing so not politicians and exactly and that's why it's like there has to be the switch of who we're protecting like okay we've given it our all there at some point too they're gonna have to go out and protect do a little protecting of themselves because we've spent this year protect them but we've also protected like you said your business you're doing both and you're surviving in both that we're all capable of doing that so if, if you're vulnerable to this disease, you have the option, stay at home. You have the option to steer clear all the stuff that they've pushed in front of us to do, but let us get back to protecting and salvaging what's left of everything we lost this last year. And if we don't, oh my God, I don't know where the, I don't know where the, the circling back point is. Well, and that's why, doesn't it feel that there's just an all out attack on small business or just, it, it, it seems that if you are somehow a successful person and you work hard for something this year, especially it seems that way, you're a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. Like it's, and, and it, it's like, it's like you are this, this person that is trying to bring others down and, and you're putting uh, 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 money over human lives. That's, a, that's not the case, mm -hmm. but we're painted that way, mm -hmm. you know, and, and this black and white, uh, uh, just, continues to grow and grow and i'm really really concerned and i mean this this whole year has been so polarizing mm -hmm. so what if i'm a business owner that involved in a number of charities i am uh, employing this amount of employees every employee is happy i'm doing my best to uh, uh come up with some sort of benefits for employees etc cetera, etc cetera. so basically doing everything else right and somehow by me staying open, and again, apparently now, not putting anyone in danger, I'm the devil. Mm -hmm. That's the craziest thing. And it's again, the, this brainwashing that is happening between the, the mass media down to what I follow on social media, because I'm gonna only follow what, again, backs my agenda, Sure. right? I'm not gonna look at both sides. And I think there needs to be more of these honest conversations and just hearing business business stories of uh, uh, businessmen that that were 
kind of staying open for their employees. And yeah. I argued it at the protest. I said, I'm like a lot of, I get, I bet you a lot of these business owners are doing it for their employees. Yes, of course, you dedicate your whole life, uh, you know, you own the restaurant for 40 years. Of course, that's upsetting for you to lose that and you're gonna fight for that. Mm. But that goes without saying. But there's the employee element too, just your staff, because they become your family. For sure. You know, small businesses are not corporations. Mm. And a lot of small businesses, I mean, owners know every single employee personally. Mm. Yeah. They have personal relationships. And they I'm sure care. you thought the same way I thought. The first thing when this happened, the first thought that came to my mind, and every business owner, the good business owner that are in my circle I've talked to about this, first thing that came to mind is not myself and my livelihood. It was all my people. Because I'm, I'm responsible for them. And even when times are normal, every decision I make, good or bad, I have to think about how is this going to affect the people that work for me. And when this happened, because it, it stripped us of our control, which we're not used to, the first thing I thought is, what do I do? Like, like what you said, you set up your, one of your gyms so you could get them on computers, mm -hmm. getting unemployment. You were looking out for the people. Is that was that, That's what put me in a spiral is I, I don't have the answer for my people. If they've taken away control. I have no options. I'm trying to find the loophole and the angle. There's none. So it left me in a position like my livelihood was secondary. And that's how it goes when you're running. If you're a good business operator in day to day when it's normal is the healthier business than yourself. If you're good, that's what, how you look yeah. at things. So when this happened, like we were left with zero answers or solutions to give. And, and yes, they were all coming with, what do I do? What do I do? I had no answers. And that was the, my by far the most crushing part of this is I don't have an answer. I, al I always have the answer. It's my job to have an answer. It's like for any leader, right? It's like just not knowing. Yeah. Not knowing. It's, it's, uh, and, and yeah, exactly. When your employees are looking at you like, okay, what are we going to do? You don't and have I'm an like, we're going to do to what I think to the best of my ability of where we're headed. We're going to do whatever we can at this point. But that first shutdown. It's hard. Yeah. No one had any clue. We, no one had any clue. And people that say like, oh yeah, well we handled it this way because we knew and we calculated. And I'm like, that's bullshit. No one knew. Totally. No one knew. Even government didn't know what the fuck they were doing. For sure. Clearly, as we can it's see more now. More than obvious. Um, I, I think that's a good, so, you know, I, I kind of want to to land things with the future forward because we're starting to things, see things part, even though we're sitting back in another shutdown, you know, we're starting to see a little bit of the momentum and narrative change, at least on our level, as far as, you know, we're not the big bad wolves of the business owners. We're starting to see a lot more support. I know you just spoke at a rally and gave a really good speech um, representing the boxing club, but really the fitness industry in general. And a couple other really powerful business owners were there speaking. And I know a lot of people were behind it. The news was behind it. I, I know the voice is starting to get a lot louder behind, hey, we have to minimize the collateral damage that's happening out here. But for you particular, what is, I guess, what's now tomorrow and we're coming up on the new year. And I think everybody's got this, this, this uh, belief that when that calendar turns 2021, that all of a sudden things are going to change. Like it's just another day and another month. Like we're still going to be battling the yeah. same, the same thing. So what, what is your guys' stance now as a boxing club, as a leader in the fitness industry and a business mm -hmm. owner, what's your stance now having this, these last months behind us? Uh, the fact that next year things are not going to drastically change, at least in the beginning of the year, that's a fact. I mean, we're halfway through December. Mm -hmm. um, we are getting the vaccines. Um, you can see the shift in the rhetoric on the news before that. They said absolutely no vaccines are going to be available in 
well, this year, at some point next year, if now we have the vaccines, now the, they're shifting the rhetoric to where, well, well even vaccines, vaccines are in, there's only so many we can vaccinate and da, da, da. then they shift now to saying, well, it's actually not, we, not only US should be vaccinated, it's the rest of the world. So we gotta focus on that. Uh, we should be all wearing masks until 2022. You're gonna see some sort of form of regulation and guidelines until 2022. So it's continuously shifting mm -hmm. and it's really scary. It's really, really scary. And uh, a lot of it again is political games. I really, really believe that. And um, now if I'm optimistically looking at things, which is rare, um, and I, I really don't. But if I was to optimistically look at this, I think this is what's going to happen. You're going to have vaccines at some point come in. So they're saying mass vaccinations are going to happen April, May, um, probably roll into June. So I would expect by April, May, June, uh, businesses are going to be back open operating. I don't know what sort of guidelines they're going to roll out. I would imagine that there's going to be a phased approach again to mm -hmm. where certain industries that are high risk are going to be all the way at the bottom, which is, uh, again, according to uh, the their, interns, their the amazing, interns will do it. Their, yeah, interns are going to, you know, come up with next fucking crazy color chart. And, um, you know, they're going to use that phased approach to get businesses open back up with some sort of gu guidelines, uh, occupancy rates, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, California is definitely gonna lead the charge in snowflakiness. Um, mm -hmm. And the only positive that I can say here that is gonna be uh, happening for sure, without a doubt, it's from consumer standpoint, it's gonna be a shit show. Mm -hmm. uh, we talked about this, nightlife, restaurants, uh, bars, fitness are going to be blowing up. Mm -hmm. And this is what I was saying. We had a call, conference call with uh, some fitness uh, leaders and um, we're talking about this. And um, it's a consensus that it's basically going to be New Year's resolutions, but for the whole year, yep. whenever again, those guidelines are lifted. Mm -hmm. um, because, I mean, generally, public has been at home, not exercising, uh, working from home. They gained weight. Uh, and uh, they are crave the social aspect. Mm -hmm. um, and it's going to be a huge boom for a fitness industry. Now, the key is going to be who is going to make it there. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was saying, that we're going to see who is going to make it there to kind of uh, uh, pick that momentum and, 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 and roll with it. Um, and so, so it's going to be really interesting to see that. But that that element, I do see happening for sure. That there's not going to be like this this slow customers that are unsure. When we reopened in September, we were packed. Mm -hmm. I was telling you, we mm -hmm. were signing up people at extraordinary rate. Um, this location specifically, we were signing up people daily at a 10x rate. Like it was, it was insane. And that's, that was exactly just a small glimpse of sure. that effect. That's yeah. gonna happen. That's gonna happen. I, again, I don't know nationwide, it all depends on the states, what kind of guidelines they have, but for California, it's gonna happen. California, just naturally fitness has always been a big thing. And then, uh, you know, you, you have prohibition era of fitness to where mm -hmm. exercising is illegal. How dare you take care of your uh, uh, immune health? Mm -hmm. You know, we don't hear any of that, right? We'll only hear about Vaccine is your only option. Vaccine is your only option. Mm -hmm. Forget about if you're 500 pounds, diabetic, uh, you know, eating yourself to death, not exercise. Forget about, don't worry about that. That's not a problem. Mm 
Mm-hmm. We're not even going to have a conversation about this. Vaccine is the answer. Yeah, yeah. Vaccine is the answer. That shit frustrates me. That yeah. sh- if the, again, the argument for gyms, even aside from 0.02 or whatever, 4%, whatever the percentage they want to come up with, even if it was 5%, um, the, the contribution that fitness does, gyms do, to a human life uh, is way over the value of that way overpowers sure. the whatever this tiny percentage of a small risk of somebody somebody potentially uh, uh, getting COVID and then again whatever the survival rate is um, of that so that's I think what's going to happen again I can we can look back on this podcast and uh, we can be like every it seems every time we say we know it shit gets weirder and weirder so I'm just going to stop saying that you, and me um, both. you know, yeah, right. You every time, both. every time we pod together, it's like we're, we're. So I'm gonna, you know what? Whatever next year brings, we're gonna have more whiskey. Yeah, you know, yeah we're yeah. gonna have more whiskey. We're gonna, you know, figure shit out. That's all you can do. It's like, like I, I joke, but it's really is kind of like samurai vibe this year. You mm-hmm. know, it's just kind of like you have to fight through. It's like no matter, no matter what you're gonna get hit with now. Normally, we're just used to getting hit with hands. Now we're, you know, now we're getting baseball batted on the side of the head. For you sure. Know? Um, and I, I think it's safe to say we're all, in, in a lot of ways, we're all in it together. <laughs> Some of us are taking that in a good light. Some of us, it's just, it's worked the exact opposite. People find out we're all in this together. They've turned on themselves and gone absolutely combative. But, like, the, being all in it together for me has been great because every time I have a conversation with you or anybody else in my network who's going through a lot of these same pains, I always walk away like feeling at least one degree better, you know, cause you, you get out of your system, I get yeah. out of my system. Um, and I know this, this was more than one degree better sitting here, but that's all like, that's all we're like really clinging to now. You know, there's turmoil everywhere else, but we're definitely brought businesses together. Right. Yeah. And that's why when you, when you were talking about like, when we're saying rally, by the way, so it was like just a group of passionate business owners that got together and we spoke and we spoke just stories, right? We told stories, our personal stories of how our business has been affected um, and what our personal opinion is on, you know, the how it's been handled in California, right? Mm-hmm. That's what, it wasn't like this crazy, like rally of like we, we um, a, a right versus left, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it wasn't that at all. It was, it was actually exactly to your point, a very much united message. Listen, we can all come from different walks of life. I'm Russian, some, you know, Aeralus Filipino and then so on and so yeah, forth. Yeah. Right. We come from different places, but this situation united us because we have to find a way of handling it. And, and yeah. again, it's businesses have this unique opportunity of not making it political right versus left. It's just common sense, common sense. Let's figure out a common sense solution, how we can keep our businesses afloat. Mm-hmm. Shutting businesses down without any sort of support and doing grants for $10,000 in, in California, you know, stating like, guys, you know, we're gonna shut you down again, our bad, but amazing news. We're doing $10,000 grants in California when it's 400 a month to operate mm-hmm. for us. Yeah. What is your 10,000? It doesn't even cover the tents that we had to buy uh, for our three of our locations. So the, the common sense conversation, and that's why we need more of that. We need more of that uh, 
somehow the moment small businesses are pushing back and they're trying to have this conversation of like, shit doesn't really make sense. You're instantly thrown in this, you're a Trump supporter, you are anti-masker, you're a conspiracy theorist, you don't care about human lives and da da da. Sure. It's much deeper than that, people. It's much deeper than mm -hmm. that. You have to be more understanding. You have to have a conversation. You're gonna have disagreements. Jimmy talked about this at the, at the protest. You, you can have disagreements, it's okay, but we have to start having conversation. Have to. Have That's to. the only way you can solve shit and solve problems. Mm -hmm. If we're not gonna have conversations, it's gonna be continued kind of uh, hamster mm -hmm. wheel. And that's my concern. And I, I do have concerns moving forward just for the future of this country. First of all, it's fucking crazy that it takes a Russian immigrant to be more patriotic <laughs> about living here, you know, and being incredibly thankful and proud of being part of this country, yet, Yes, pushing back on some government policies, but isn't that the most American thing you yeah, can do? Yeah, That's what this, this country was founded on. Absolutely. And uh, I think it's very interesting to get some flock that, uh, you know, uh, I... I pretty vocal on so my social media sometimes too much. And then Katie always tells me, she's like, dude, tone it down. We have a uh, business to run. Um, but I think I'm authentic. I'm not pretending to be something. So at least sure. you can respect me for that. And listen, I'm okay from, again, you can come from whatever, any walk of life, I'll, I'll respect you. I'll respect you, but let's have a conversation. If we disagree, let's have a conversation. Give me your opinion. Maybe I'll learn some shit. Yeah. Um, I'm, that's one thing I'm very respectful. And, and you know, sometimes, yeah, it's, you know, like I, I, I tweeted or I posted the member was threatening to cancel because I was sharing something from Dan Crenshaw mm -hmm. and I said, listen, if that's... Let that's, me expedite your if canceling. That's your, yeah. Dude, yeah, totally. no cancellation fee. Like, go ahead. Well, well, it's crazy that we live in the time now that you are... And so many people reach out to me and they say like, dude, you're so ballsy to post this stuff and uh, uh, without fearing of being canceled. Well, first mm -hmm. of all, you can't really cancel me. That's, <laughs> what are you going to cancel me on? Mm -hmm. Right. The fact that I have my own opinion and the fact that I'm fighting for my business and providing, uh, 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 you know, a place of income for my staff that sure, I love. Yeah. Okay. Cancel me for that. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, but we have so many mutual friends that are finally speaking up and they're, they're confident in, in their ability to speak up and just speak their mind, whether they're right or wrong. Um, I think it's really important. And it's like our mutual friends, like Gina Carano, Kevin Ross, my good friend of mine, Gina was threatened to be canceled from Disney, from Mandalorian. And we talked with her and I'm like, I, I told her, I'm like, Gina, listen, I'm incredibly proud of you and what you're doing and how you stick to your guns. And it kind of gives me more yeah. confidence. It, it really inspires me to uh, do the same and be vocal and be more involved. And that's, you know, part of the, why we did the protest and got together with Dan and everything. And, and she says, absolutely. And in, rather than being worried about being canceled by Disney, uh, which all these rumors were like, all these articles were coming out, she doubled down on it. She said, mm. take it or leave it. This is my yeah. opinion. Yeah. This is my opinion. Take it or leave it. And, and all of a sudden you have this, the fan base turn around and the cancel culture all of a sudden is not affected. Mm. The only way cancel culture is going to work is if they see that their voices can actually be heard mm -hmm. and, and manipulated. So when we got posted on Reddit by these idiots, 
you know, and, and my team is like, let's contact Reddit. Let's tell them it's it's affecting our brand. Mm -hmm. uh, the the picture was taken when there was no guidelines based on indoor operation and yada yada yada. I said, leave it, leave it. Let's just not even respond. Mm -hmm. Let's just not even respond because it's not even worth our time. Mm -hmm. We know what we are. Our members, our our place would not be as busy as it is if our members felt like they were scared or somehow their life was in jeopardy or somehow we're we're not protecting them to the best of our ability totally i think Jean is a great example and i've talked to you about her and that's like on the platform she's on it is gangster that, yeah yeah and that's that's the that's the most that's the poster child of cancel culture is you run the, the biggest risk there but our you know if you're losing fans they really fans you know if if they're if they're against what you, who you actually are you know, so if anything, you're just, you're trimming down your real fans. Um, and I think hopefully she sets the example. That's such a great point. Yeah. If, if you're, if you're supporting something and all of a sudden you have a disagreement and you're like, cancel that out, then you were never a true supporter to begin with. Mm -hmm. Because at that point, then you're catering your, your career, your day to day, your voice on social, your voice in every day to, to what they want. And that, that is such a slippery slope to go down, especially in Hollywood like no way, shape or form. So it's, it's good to see. And I know she's not the only one. There's other people who are starting to do that, but it's a, it's a real risk. Chris Pratt was a big one. It's you a, see it's, other cancel oh, one yeah, of the Chris's. And that's it's a, what it's they a did. huge risk because you know, that's that you're, you're, you yourself is your brand, which is a weird thing to wrap your head around. Like you're, you're in Hollywood is like the 10 X of that. Right. Totally. So it's like, I'm talking like gyms, like Hollywood and being on that kind of spotlight. I can't even imagine. Um, but I'm glad it's happening. And I hope, I hope that it's going to be more of a, a movement, uh, nationwide and globally. This, this, this cancel culture is very dangerous and it's coming from a very dangerous place too, because you, I said that before, um, I think we're living a very unique time right now where anyone's voice can be heard. It can be good, totally. but it can be very bad because before to be heard, you had to achieve something. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter what but you had to achieve something yep. before social media in order for you to be on the news, in order for you to be in the newspaper. You had to kind of at least somewhat have your shit together. Accomplishment and talent. Now you can be just the biggest loser, piece of shit, and the only thing that is going for you is the slight chance that your tweet or your comment is gonna get enough momentum and become this next cancel blank. Totally. And I think that's the really dangerous time we live in. And the only way we can turn that around. And again, there's adjustment period. Social media is so new. We're still figuring this shit out, right? As a society. But I hope we figure it out sooner than later because there's going to be a lot of incredibly talented individuals that are going to lose their job or just, just walk away, walk away from their passion because of that. I think right. that's, that's, that's really important and it's a really dangerous slope. And I'm, I'm really, really happy that that's happening and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. And again, if you don't like it, don't like it. If you like my concept or any concepts I'm a part of, which I'm very passionate about, obviously amazing. We don't mm -hmm. have to see eye to eye. Um, but I think it's and I'll respect your opinion, whatever that opinion is, I'm not going to cancel you. Okay, totally. cancel your membership because your views don't agree with my views. Totally. It's silly. Yeah. It's silly. Totally. Um, you uh, know, that's, uh, that's my New Year's resolution for 2021 is 
uh, I've had moments where I had to pull back and uh, um, not be authentic self. 2021, baby, it's going to be all me. That 100%. Is, that is the perfect, perfect conclusion. And I'm glad you didn't pull back here. Yeah. Um, and I will always be That's on air, be the most, off air. Uh, the most cursing and F-bombs in history of uh, In the Weeds so and far. And there's no editing. This is all front to back. Oh, God. So, no, this is great. And, you know, I'm always down for on the air, off the air conversation with you. Um, yeah, it's, it's always, always productive. Um, and I'm glad that we got this in the books. I also know, like, I keep a mo- an optimistic view. I know you, despite everything... You know, still wake up every day with the best foot forward. Um, you have to. And, yeah, so thank you. Thank you for the setup. I'm sorry for interrupting all your members. And <laughs> that are working here. out like two blocks outside in the parking <laughs> lot like a prison yard. Dude, it, what a crazy time. But, again, they're amazing, and they're, they're, uh, they've been supporting us through all this stuff. And I, I wish you good luck on all your um, future interviews with other business owners. I hope more people tune in, more people support, and more people share uh, the true real stories that business owners have to go through and sacrifices they have to make because we don't have enough of that. Completely agree. And I think we agreed when we, when we were shooting podcasts during pandemic is we tried to not talk about COVID because, you know, everybody's talking about COVID. But now I feel like when we look back, because we're going to rewatch these years down the road, especially anything that was shot and content and memories. And I'm sure there'll be Netflix documentaries that come out of the 2020 pandemic is now I need to actually capture the emotion and feelings and struggle, you know? So I want to do the reverse. Like I, we want to talk about and and humanize uh, what people went through, especially for our show business owners because they were hit the hardest. So thank you for being the guinea pig. You were the guinea pig in the flagship per usual. Um, do my best. I'll keep uh, trying to get you more uh, more guests. I'm your, still your number one recruiter. Love I it. Hope. Love it. And thank you for the whiskey. But uh, till next time, thank you. And I'm thank sure you, I'm going to see you, you soon. Absolutely. Thank you.